What's up, guys? You're listening to the Life in Motion audio experience, featuring interviews around travel, action sports, culture, and more. Hey, guys, and welcome to episode 17 of the Life in Motion audio experience. You guys might remember Matt from an earlier episode about work-life balance. Well, he's back again with Grace, but this time they're talking about selling everything to buy a van and begin living life on the road. Listen as we talk about why they made that decision and what they had to do from changing their lifestyle to building out the van. Check it out. What's up, guys? I've got Matt and Grace here um, with me today. You guys might remember Matt from a couple episodes back. He talked about kind of balancing that work-life balance while being able to travel um, and working remotely. Um, But anyway, since then, he's kind of, or both of them kind of made a, a little bit different decision of where they're going to be living next year. Um, but just real quick, what have you guys been up to since we last spoke, Matt? Um, well, we bought a van, and uh, and now we're here. So we have collectively decided that we would like to spend some more time traveling throughout the U.S., and we want to do it with our dog, Sawyer, and we can't fly around the world with him. So we are now taking uh, our travels on four wheels and um, living and working full-time from a sprinter van. So I know last time that we uh, that we spoke, you kind of talked about you guys traveling a bunch and then working remotely. And so now kind of making this transition to full-time life on the road, um, is kind of that experience from traveling around, does that make that easier? Like what, what made you think that you could do it? I mean, it's a pretty big undertaking when you really think about it, you know, what, what was that like? Um, yeah, I think the process was definitely... Um, uh, took a lot of steps to figure out what was doable, what wasn't. Um, but I think at the end of the day, we there's a lot of the United States that we haven't seen, and I think that um, you know we've we've already lived in some smaller areas, um, you know, before getting the van. So the transition wasn't really that hard. But just kind of getting into like the minimalist mindset of only taking things that you need and um, and sort of traveling in a, in a more um, compact fashion is what we wanted to do. So I mean, there were some steps in regards to which van we wanted and doing the research on that. So it took about a year to kind of turn around the ideation to brainstorm to research phase, but we were lucky enough to find uh, a great deal that was local. And then we found a, a builder from Colorado and, and made the connection. So, so obviously the, you kind of touched on the whole minimalist lifestyle. Um, do you, were you guys kind of like that before grace? Um, as far as like kind of minimal, you know, like you said, you guys traveled a lot. So, well, I would say we probably thought we were more minimalistic, but when we started moving out of our two-bedroom apartment, that we, there was stuff shoved in every corner, and, you know, once we actually started cleansing the stuff that we don't use or stuff we hadn't seen in a year or two, then we really realized that we were not being minimalistic. So now... We have sold a bunch of our stuff, including clothes, shoes, furniture. You guys just have one pair of everything now, right? Pretty much. <laughs> I mean, as far as the weather goes, it's uh, you know one outfit per season. So yeah. So um, so how how do you kind of figure out what you need and what you don't need? And then I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, obviously, it's a huge. I mean, the van is huge itself, but how do you know, like, what is essentially what you're going to need through that time? Especially you don't really know exactly where you're traveling to and what you might need at that, you know, any given time either. Well, 
I don't think we really know yet. I mean, I think it's going to be a total learning process. We've narrowed it down to, um, as far as our clothes go, you know, we each have a big jacket and a pair of shorts and flip-flops and hiking boots. And then the rest is going to be, I mean, I'm sure we'll pack stuff that we thought we needed and never used. And then I'm sure we will not bring stuff and have to buy it along the way or find it or get it shipped to us. Um, so I think it, the whole thing is going to be a learning process for us too. I mean, you can do all the research and think you are totally prepared and then I'm sure we'll find ourselves in need or in excess of all kinds of stuff. Yeah, and I think the two categories mainly split into um, daily use stuff and then just like gear. You know, there's, there's a ton of stuff in regards to like... You know, we'll have, like, a, um, a little, like, fire pit that fits in the back. We oh, got nice. that for Christmas, which is really sweet. We'll have, like, camp chairs. And um, we got our van built um, custom around um, a storage container that holds two sandal paddleboards and a surfboard. So, like, we'll have, you know, we'll have our, our clothes and our pots and pans and our, our kitchen stuff. And then in the garage part of the van, there's a bunch of gear there. So, I mean, there's – we'll constantly be changing that stuff in and out depending on where we're going. But – we have a pretty good baseline of what we will need. So, so obviously that played a lot to finding the van itself. How, how hard is it to find? I mean, the, obviously you guys can't see it, but the van is huge. Um, how did you find that? Is it just Craigslist, Facebook marketplace, eBay, like anything? Like what, what was that like? And yeah. finding something that's, that is reliable to last, you know, across the country. Yeah, there's a lot of research. Um, we hit pretty much everything that you've mentioned. We, we tried uh, Craigslist for a long time. We did eBay. We did Facebook Marketplace. Um, and we found pretty quickly that we were, you know, in the beginning, we were not going to find something local. Um, when you're buying something to that, you know, making an investment into your safety and your, you know, your new home, you got to have to look all over. So we were doing Craigslist and like, every city that was popular for van life. So like Denver and, um, you know, San Francisco and, you know, Utah, and like all, all those places out West. Um, and we were, we were perfectly prepared to buy a flight and go see a van and buy it and then yeah. make a decision. So we did that for at least a couple months. And then luckily before we, um, we did, we went through like two or three different bidding processes with companies and essentially found one. Um, Grace actually was the one that before we sort of, you know, we're going to press payment for another van that was farther away, I think in New York. She's like, well, let's do one more search just in Virginia. You know, we've done so many searches outside and we haven't done Craigslist in Virginia for a while. So we go back and there's one in Portsmouth, which is like 45 really? minutes south of us. And it was a great deal. Great, great uh, van. You know, we looked at looking at a van, just like looking at a car that's used. You're looking at mileage. You're looking at, um, you know, their, their maintenance records. You're looking at everything like that. So um, when it came down to it, it's just like buying a car, but we obviously wanted to have a lot of space too, which is why it's so large. How many, like what's, what are those vans like rated for as far as mileage that you can put on? Like how high mileage right. do those, can they withstand, I guess? Well, we're lucky. We're having Mercedes Sprinter. Um, so we're lucky to have uh, a good, you know, a good brand and a good model. The Sprinter model is actually carried by four or five different makes. So Mercedes makes it, Dodge makes it. Um, I think Freightliner makes one. And so there's a whole bunch of different models, which just shows you how reliable and how popular it is, which is great. Um, when you're looking at the engine size and the engine capacity, it's a diesel engine. So they go typically longer um, than gasoline engines. So 
the one that we have is rated sometimes for 500, 600 miles, 600,000 oh. miles. Um, you know, if you take care of it, it can definitely go easily 400 or 500,000. Um, we bought it with 130, 130,000 miles on it. Oh. So our goal was to find it under 200. We wanted to make sure we had at least one to two years of a lifetime um, to have it with us. And then of course, you know, it needs to be decent to sell to, to someone else. So we got lucky with that. Uh, it's a 2013, so it's not brand new, but it's, it's pretty new to us. That's awesome. And then, so as far as, you know, lucking out, obviously finding the van so close, um, say it's a flight across the country in itself, but figuring out as far as like the layout of inside, like what that needed to be, like, obviously, you know, you still, you're still working, going to be working remotely. You're going to have a dog with you. Um, there's two people in there already. So as was a lot of that, just, you know, checking out Instagram and other websites and stuff and trying to get an idea of what might be the fit to you or was, or like a more or less a model you followed or just kind of figure that out yourself to kind of cater to what your needs were. Yeah, I think we did a lot of Instagram searching and God knows how many hours of YouTube fan tours we looked at. So we we definitely tried, I think in the beginning, not to mimic, but just to just to like storyboard and figure out like what okay. do we like, what do we don't like, different layouts, different patterns. There's a lot of different options in regards to like is your bed going to be stationary, meaning is it always going to be a bed or does it transform into a sofa, does it hide away, there's a lot of different uh, kitchen layouts. And we saw a lot of things that we liked, but we also figured out, like, we don't want, if we're going to spend time, money, resources on this van, we want it to be ours. So yeah. we want it to be custom. So, you know, that that was the play in regards to buying a completely empty shell of a van and then starting from scratch. We were lucky enough, I got bored one day and found an application online, which was free, called SketchUp. That essentially is just a... Um, it's just a sketch tool, like a 3D tool that you can use online to sketch like any sort of 3D image. So houses right. or inside of cars or whatever. So I actually measured out the 15 foot living container space that we have in the back of the van and measured it to scale. And then essentially went in and just put in like the bed and put in the countertops and put in all that stuff. Um, and that's actually the sketch that we used. Our builder took that and literally built the van based on that. So it was, took me like two or three hours. It was totally free and he was like, that looks awesome. Let's run with that. So anyone out there can essentially go find a van, pay zero dollars, sketch it for yourself, send it to your, you know, whoever's going to build it and essentially like have a custom built home, you know, for way cheaper than you would do. That's, yeah. I guess that app was pretty, pretty hands or handy in that situation. So for sure, obviously you got like, so you, you figured out what you wanted it to look like. So as far as finding the builder, um, obviously more research too. What is that like with something so kind of custom, so personal? Um, obviously there's not probably too many people in Virginia that are doing that. Um, yeah, we were definitely at a disadvantage being on the East coast. It's not a big, um, the progressive sort of idea of, of van life is, I think it's definitely out there, but there's a lot of builders that are in, you know, Midwest, West coast. And so we knew pretty quickly we we're going to have to partner with someone out there, uh, and we found our builder through Craigslist as well. Really? Completely luck of the draw. We were actually looking at vans in Boulder and in Denver, Colorado, and his, he had, there was product listings, but there's also service listings on Craigslist, so in between all the vans that were for sale, there were people that were offering van build services, uh, and a lot of them were like, you know, we'll build your van for 50 grand, or we'll build your van for 60 grand, and it's like, well, the van itself is already expensive, yeah. and then you have to get it that, so... We found this guy, and to be really honest, his website was just super simple. It was a landing page to contact him. What do you need? What type of budget do you have? And I felt like it was worth to try just to kind of have a phone call. And a week later, we had a you know a group call with him. Uh, his name's Mike, 
and we just connected with him perfectly. Like we, it wasn't even about the van. It was about just personality. Like we trusted the guy. He totally understood how we felt. He was a great, you know, positive energy down for whatever creative, um, cost was perfect. I mean, way under what we thought we were going to pay for it. Uh, and we just felt good about it. So was it a risk? Definitely. We partnered with a guy who is, you know, 24 hours driving time away from us. Um, but we knew he was a good fit and, and he was brand new to building vans. Yeah, we were really. the third van that he completely built out. Okay. So that was kind of fun, you know, learning process for both of us. Cause he came from building tiny houses. That's sort of where he built his career. And so we knew that he was kind of an expert at the whole maximizing storage and, you know, having these fun spaces that you can do a lot with. Um, so we totally trusted him with a lot of the creativity as far as the nooks and crannies of how everything was going to go. Um, so yeah, I mean, that was a risk too, just knowing that, you know, he didn't have this extensive portfolio that he could show us. So. Well, probably at the end of the day, I mean, that probably helped also with your costs. Like Definitely. him, you know, trying to get yeah. his very straight and obviously he had something to show for as far as, you know, doing tiny houses before. So it's right. not like. It's not like, you know, you hired me to do it because we get a Lego set and that'd be it. Yeah. It was interesting. He has a really good mentality around why he's in the business of doing what he's doing versus just doing it for, you know, a paycheck. I think someone that works with their hands and someone that works on um, big projects like that, you got to be in the right headspace to do it's it or else you're just going to cut corners. Yeah. yeah. So for him, it's like he got into it because he wanted to be around the van life community. He felt that those people are really looking to you know, lower their impact on the environment and, you know, and expand their, their travel and be minimal. And that's what he's about. So, um, yeah, we, we felt really good with him and, uh, and kind of, you know, took a risk, but it, it paid off huge. That's awesome. So with him being out in Colorado, um, what was the, what, how did you get the van out there? I know you guys kind of had a little, little hiccup with that. So what was the original plan, um, for that and kind of how did that all work out? The original plan, which we thought would be pretty easy, we found out to be not easy, was to ship it. We thought, you know, I knew it was going to be like shipping an Amazon package, but I thought you could easily just put it on a, a, on, drone. a, on, a on a carrier, yeah, <laughs> two-hour delivery. I thought for sure we could put it on a car carrier and send it out west, and, you know, it'd probably cost a couple grand, and, you know, it would be less of a headache, no flights for us. And save mileage if it's being towed or right, on yeah. something. So that was the plan, and, I mean, you know, to anyone who's tried that out there, if you have a secret, please let us know, because we went through a hellacious process of you know the people bid on it and then it's you know you don't know who you're really going to be working with and it's all about if a trucker wants to come to your city and then take it i mean they have full leverage you as really? a customer are just like i hope that's i'm hoping that i'm attractive enough for them to come <laughs> get my van and and the prices were kind of all over the place oh too. yeah some Could of be them a, were really cheap and then some were super it expensive spike one day right Really? Yeah. So like we open market. We waited like weeks, and it, nothing was happening. And the time, the longer we waited for a shipping company to pick us up, the longer we're without the van being with Mike, and he's not yeah. able to work on it. So we're, I mean, time is money in regards to just not it being not, not being out there. So we waited and waited, and we finally just it was a sign that this is not going to work. So we just bit the bullet, and we did a like a. 36-hour turnaround time. We left Friday morning from Virginia. It's 24 hours exact to Boulder. So we drove to St. Louis, which was like 14 hours, and mm -hmm. stayed overnight. Got in at like midnight, woke up at 6, 
Oh, got a bagel geez. and hit the road, and we made it to Boulder on Saturday at like 8 p.m. Met Mike, stayed at a hotel, and then got a one got a round. I mean, got a uh, direct. We literally drove the van in, chatted with Mike, right. you know, reviewed everything, and walked away on foot from his shop. Yeah, we had to like Uber, really? we had to like yeah. Uber to a hotel. It was like we didn't have we didn't even know where we were, what yeah. time zone we were in, what day it was. We stayed at a hotel from like 10 p.m. to 7 a.m. Uber to the airport and got a direct flight from Denver to Richmond. We're back in Richmond by 4.30 on Sunday. Oh, man. It felt like it didn't even happen. Exactly. It was crazy. But anyway, it was cheaper and obviously more time intensive, but it was crazy. I mean, to, I'm not really into, like, the whole, like, connecting with the van. I mean, it was an empty shell, but we definitely, like, it was pretty cool it it to in. do. I never did it across country, so yeah. for, that was the first for me, and we're in this empty, sketchy-looking van, <laughs> you know, going through these weird towns, and... And it worked out really well, because we were able to meet our builder in person. And yeah. Before this, yeah. we talked to him on the phone, and we really connected with him, but standing in front of him and being like, this is really happening, and you're the guy that's going to do it, was pretty huge for us to yeah. kind of connect the dots, and... Um, you know, looking forward to seeing it all done. So. Yeah, it was pretty cool. So, then what was the what was the time frame like from the time that you know you finally got it out there until um, picking it up and like what what was that kind of pro- build out process like? I guess one not being you know down the street where you right. check in on it, obviously right. you, have, you know meetups and whatnot. So yeah, his turnaround time was actually pretty quick. We we were pretty lackadaisical when we when we brought the van to him just because we. You know, he already had some people in the pipeline. We were third in his sort of deck of, of vans. And so, essentially, he had people that he was going to work on first anyway. And we didn't really have a deadline. I mean, to this day, we still didn't really know when we wanted it to be done or, you know, what time frame or what season. So, we were open with that. Um, and so, we kind of sat in the queue for a couple of months while he worked on the first two. But in regards to, like, when he starts working versus when it's done, it's a solid, like, four to six weeks. Like, it's not a okay, long time. Yeah. I mean, when he's when he's heads down working solely on one van at a time, doing all the internals, I mean, he works pretty quickly. So he probably started on it, like, beginning of December, mm-hmm. and we just got it, you know, a couple of days ago. So um, it's pretty quick when it comes to just, like, working once it, once from start to finish. Yeah. So, when I mean, when you got there, was it... You know, obviously you have something in your mind of the sketch and what you guys talk about. Like, did that kind of like meet your expectation? Like, I, I, I guess what you expected it to be as far as like the finished product. I mean, you know, from going from a drawing to right. here's the real thing. Um, it I mean, was it was pretty amazing. Yeah. Like when we stepped into it, it was it was like Christmas morning. Like we took an Uber to the shop. And I had butterflies in my stomach, and I mean, yeah, it's it was pretty yeah. close to Christmas anyway, so he, we literally got out of the car, and Mike said, Merry Christmas, guys, and, you know, opened the door, and we just yeah, freaked out. Yeah, I couldn't believe it. There's so, I think the big thing for me is that when you open the door, and you look into the van, um, and any build, you first see, like, layout, you see all the big stuff, but for some reason, for me, I went quickly past, like, the bed and the countertop, and I just with all the little details, and he's just a master woodworker, like, yeah. that's his thing. I mean, he can do everything else, too, but in regards to just, like, wood and different kinds and how to use it and how to sort of, like, blend those together... I just saw all the little touches, you know, like little, little walnut blocks where the light switches are and like little um, little hickory that goes in between the other. Like I was just blown away by not only the functionality, but the aesthetic was like, dude, this is super yeah. nice. I was so, I was blown away. Yeah. And I mean, the idea the whole time was for him to be kind of sending us photos and updates of what had been going on. 
But in reality, I mean, he's just not, he's not a big technology guy. So, you know, there were times we were frustrated, like, we really want a picture, we want to see what's going on. But, so we didn't really know. I mean, we had seen the previous two builds that he yeah. had done. Um, and so we had kind of an idea of what it was going to look like, but it was pretty, you know, a surprise to us yeah. as far as the final product. And we totally gave him, like, full creative, you know, genius. Yeah. It was, you know, we, we kind of gave him the, the, the platform, what, we, what we'd like to have, but we, when it came time to, like, and there's tons of things that he did without asking, which we love, you know, which is just like, that's great. Like, this is your area. You know, we're obviously yeah. footing the bill. We, we have a say. But in regards to just like, if something comes into your brain and you want to do it, if it's major, give us a call, which he always did. But if it's something simple that you just know we're going to love, like, just yeah, we trust you. Man. It, yeah. Like, this is this is part of the process. Um, so we, we really connected well on the balance of this is what we need, but this other area, this other 20%, totally up to you. Do whatever you want. So he loved that, I think. I mean, he loved to be able to just get well, in the easier one. Yeah, yeah you for know. sure. So, so you guys, you guys picked it up, um, and you had your first, not, not your maiden ver- uh, uh, voyage, but you, you kind of got your first night in it. So what was that like? Obviously, uh-huh. I mean, there's still stuff that needs to be done to it as far as adding your personality, dishes, right. sheets, all that stuff. But what, what was that kind of like that first night? Um, it was interesting. Yeah, I mean... Every other road trip we've taken, it's been like, okay, where are we going to stay tonight? <laughs> and, you know, we were driving our house. So that was pretty fun, but also, you know, yeah. brand new to us. So, you know, we we had a couple people we knew out where we were, but we decided to hit the road a little early from Boulder. And we spent our first night in a Walmart parking yes. lot. In, uh, our, our parking lot badge of honor. In Colby, Kansas. <laughs> Colby, Kansas. You guys are ever in Colby, Kansas at a Walmart is nice. 24 great. hours, great lighting, <laughs> great bathrooms. Yeah. So we were just in the parking lot among the truckers. We were one of them. They accepted us into their, um, their family. Island, and family, we, family. We feel very, very fortunate to be with them. Um, <laughs> the first night was cold. It's cold. This van is not really built out for temperament right now. Like, there's no heat or AC other than what's coming from the front of the van, which obviously can't be on all the time. So this is very much a kind of a t-shirt weather type situation. So once we actually take the van out, you know, we hope to be nowhere where it's super hot or super cold. So, you know, 30 degrees in Kansas. We had, you know, our, <laughs> we had our, you know, zero degree sleeping bags and we were just in the back just chilling. <laughs> so it was, but it was great. I mean, we loved it. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was just exciting. So like, yeah. first of all, you can't sleep because you're just like, this is crazy. Really and then you know, the second like... thing, you're like, all right, I'm in a Walmart parking lot, <laughs> and there's you know people it's a different kind of crazy. left and right. So you're kind of like, all right, I can't sleep because of that. But really, it was comfortable, and yeah. you know, aside from a little little bit of ch- chilliness, yeah, we um, we woke up ready to go. Yeah, and the. The beauty of sleeping at Walmart is that when you wake up, you're at Walmart. So you just go inside and use the restroom and maybe get some breakfast and like mm-hmm. do some grocery shopping and then, then roll out. So it was full service. We couldn't have asked them. <laughs> That's awesome. So it sounds like you guys had a pretty good um, experience for the first night. And I'll, of course, get better as you guys add some stuff into it, some um, essentials. So as far as so once you guys get back um, to Virginia... Um, I think right now the plan, I think, is for you guys to leave sometime in the spring, and that would be your first kind of 
trip actually on the road. What do you, do you guys have a plan for that? Are you guys kind of winging it? A little bit of both. What what is that going to be like? So yeah, a little bit of both. Um, so now from the time to we're planning to leave around March. So for the next couple months, we're going to be obviously tweaking it and um, taking some weekend trips here and there just to okay. make sure that you know things are running smoothly. And I'm sure you know you can't prepare for everything. But, um, and then in March, we're going to take off, um, and we're going to take the Southern route across the U S so, um, ending up in California. But the idea is to just do everything along the way. I mean, everyone that we know has suggested every place in the country. So that's been really fun. Just sort of taking a list and researching that and, you know, plugging in a route to hit all these different things. Um, so we're not in a rush to go anywhere. I think one of our big um, factors is just going to be weather. Yeah. So we're kind of following, you know, good temperatures and uh, we've got some people all over that we want to stop and visit. Um, but yeah, so we're going to go out to California and then up the coast probably zigzag in and out a little bit of California just to hit some of the national parks and stuff that we're really excited about. And then all the way up the coast into Canada. I've uh, got some friends in Canada that we're going to stop and stay with for a little while. And then come back through like Montana, Wyoming, hang out in the mountains for a little bit. Hopefully that's when it's decently warm. And then, you know, take our time. We want to kind of be back home for the holidays. So... I mean, it's a good solid, but yeah, yeah, we're thinking like a good like six or eight months yeah. of like solid on the road time, um, and we we know that that's probably not going to be enough time, obviously for everything. But this is also just kind of a trial. Right. If we come back for the holidays and everything's great, then we'll bunker down until it gets warm again, yeah. and we'll take it back out next year. Another lap. Yeah. So. Yeah, and we want to be. We don't want to have like set time limits on everywhere we go because yeah. if we find somewhere that we just are totally in love with we want to be able to stay there we don't want to be rushing to yeah, the next right. thing so and if we think we're going to love a place and then we get there and we're like oh there's a lot of people here and you know it's not that great or you know we can't find free spots to stay then we'll just take off yeah so that's kind this of the beauty is, of it is we can is, stay as long or as short as we'd like anywhere and it's all about the difference of travel experience. You know, when you buy a ticket or flight and you go somewhere, like, that is that is structured because you have to come back home. And, and so this, I mean, for to be honest, this should be the most unstructured thing we've ever done. Yeah. Uh, we obviously want to have a plan so we know somewhat of where we're going. But, I mean, the whole reason to do this is to wake up in the morning and flip a coin and say, where are the, you know, where do we want to go? Because we have that luxury. Yeah. So. One of the other things that's probably going to play into it is our dog, Sawyer. You know, there's a lot of restrictions on national parks where dogs okay. can't go. So that's going to take a lot of research to figure out, um, you know, ones that have more flexible rules. I mean, he's a totally off-leash, wild kind of dog. So we might spend a lot more time on, like, BLM lands and, like, public, you know, service lands, stuff like that, um, to just find a little bit more openness. So... That'll be sort of a factor in where we yeah. go and what we can do. That's awesome. Just let the dog and the weather guide you and just... Just go. Just find it. <laughs> so, uh, so I'm guessing um, you guys... I mean, I'm really excited to once, see once this thing's all like built out to what you... Or once you guys add everything to it and whatnot. 
um, and of course actually get on your first um, real real trips with it. Are you guys going to be kind of documenting this and kind of giving uh, updates of what you guys are about, um, where, you, where you're at, different things like that, or is there something that people can check out for that? Definitely. Yeah. So we're, um, we're kind of in the process of getting all those accounts set up. Um, for right now, the Instagram account is live with the handle underscore Major Cooper. Um, that's M-A-J-O-R-C-O-O-P-E-R. The name of the van is Cooper, uh, and he is not small. So he is Major <laughs> Cooper instead of Mini Cooper. So that's where the name came from. We will uh, hopefully be doing some sort of a blog site. Um, we can obviously update you on what that's going to be, and then perhaps maybe some some vlogging or some things on YouTube as we as we go through it. Um, but lots of pictures, lots of write ups on where we're going. Um, would even like to get into you know, partnering with other people that are on the road and trying to understand, you know, best practices and things yeah. like that. Um, there's a ton of stuff that we're obviously going to learn along the way, but there's a lot of people out there that have already been um, kind of laying the groundwork. So, yeah, we'll, we'll try to share and let people follow along as much as we can. Awesome. Well, you guys go follow underscore Major Cooper. Um, and then once they have a website and all the other fun stuff, I'll link it on the blog post after this. But Matt Grace, thanks for um, one stopping by um, in Springfield on your way back to Virginia with the with Cooper. Um, and thanks for kind of giving an update of what you guys have been up to, and excited to see kind of what that journey as it progresses. So yeah, thanks Sweet. for having us. Thanks for having us. Also, since the time of the original recording, they actually changed their new Instagram handle to at We Van Wild. Um, Van Life, Matt and Grace. That's W-E-V-A-N-W-I-L-D. You can find them on Instagram. Um, They're already posting and kind of sharing about their journey, so go ahead and check it out. Hey, guys. I really appreciate you listening and would absolutely love if you left a rating on iTunes, Google Play, Anchor, or wherever you're listening to this. Your feedback is our inspiration to continue these stories and grow.